Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, aka The Objective Geek. And we've taken a couple weeks off. We had to recover from that amazing uh, Avatar Rankings video that we did. That Avatar Rankings video that shook the world of Avatar. We had to take a minute yes, to recover from that. It shook the world. It, it was a lot of fun, though, to interact with people. And it's not like there was a like a flood, but a lot of different people submitted a lot of different opinions on individual avatars and things. So just that alone kind of made it all worthwhile to generate some positive interaction in a in a way that wasn't just kind of the head-to-head stuff that we always see on the fan page. I like it when there's a little bit different discussion. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, but today we're here to get back on track. We are going to cram two episodes into one podcast since we're falling behind. And they're maybe not the deepest episodes. Not They're not the best, but not the deepest. So we're going to cram episodes 9 and 10, which is called The Waterbending Scroll. That's episode 9. Episode 10 is called Jet. But before we get into that, first of all, Chris, how's it going? Uh, going, going good. Going decent. Been, I've been really knee-deep into Avatar lately. Uh, me and my daughter have been watching it. And uh, she she loves it. Like, she she asks, like, Daddy, can we watch Avatar? And I'm like, yes. Yes, yes we can. How could you possibly <laughs> say no? Like, it could be bedtime. And she'd be like, yeah. Daddy, we got to see what happens. I know you yeah. would break. I think it's both my... <laughs> Yeah, both my I think both my kids like it. My son I think likes most everything, but he uh, he likes it when when the you know when the intro comes on and I say it, and then he I don't know he just 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 the way he reacts to the intro is uh is funny. But I, I'm a proud proud father. If it generates a little positive nostalgia for him now, like even if he doesn't have these memories of it, just if he continues seeing it and associating it with positive things, that's got to be good, right? <laughs> like that's got to yeah. happen by itself. Uh, excellent. And then I saw you did a Venom review, I think is the movie review you have done since we last met. Care to share a very quick synopsis of Venom? Um, it was entertaining enough, but the CGI was terrible. The action was indiscerning, and uh, the story was kind of blah. And, and yeah, I think I gave it like a 6.5 out of 10, and that's really on the lower scale than my... Uh, lower range of my ratings and my movie ratings. But it was, it, was, it was enjoyable enough. I think I was talking to someone, and they were like, yeah, when that comes on uh, TNT, that TNT Sunday night movie is going to kill on that. And uh, I think it will. <laughs> I keep uh, I keep seeing like commercials for it when I'm watching football. They're like, but they're so highly specific because I think it's been maybe a little underwhelming. I haven't looked at box office figures, but I think overall mm-hmm. it's been a hair underwhelming and so the the ads are very specific though they're like it's the biggest movie <laughs> in theaters right exactly this moment right now yeah <laughs> until yeah, yeah. next week or whatever <laughs> or like or like dan mitchell from chicago news one says this is the best movie he's seen this week <laughs> <laughs> the the hoboken auto trader gives it two thumbs up <laughs> So I stole that from Brian Regan. That's one of my favorite Brian Regan skits. But um, anyway, uh, get out there. Watch Chris's uh, Venom reviews and all of his reviews. And that is The Objective Geek on YouTube. So going forward, again, just wanted to give a real quick thank you for watching our Avatar rankings. I haven't checked the views. It didn't have like a ton of views, but relative to the rest <laughs> of our other videos, it kind of had a ton yeah. of views. So that made me feel really good. I don't remember what it said the last time I watched it, but it made me feel good. So thanks, everybody, for watching those. Oh, I just asked you that. You see any movies? Yes, you did. You saw Venom. 
oh, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> so I tried. <laughs> so first thing I would like to say is that the Mario cereal, which is what started all this, is gross, even with without the marshmallows. So that part is like... I will know. say, I I have had it. Uh, our friend Roberto um, course, bought it for me because he, he, he took off... Because <laughs> because he took off work one week and I had to cover for him and so in order as a gift of I don't know of goodwill he bought me some Mario cereal that I only ate like one bowl of. It's not and it's not inedible, but it just compared to any other cereal you could eat, you're like, oh, I yeah. So I bought two boxes. Yeah. Let's just say one box is gonna go bad and the other box is gonna stay unopened. <laughs> and they don't even have the amiibos like the amiibo UPCs on them. Which was the exciting oh, part. Yeah. Mine did. Mine do not because yeah. the newer ones do not. That stopped <laughs> at a certain point. So I got gypped. But they're only like $2 probably because they're gross and they don't have Amiibos. But for the record, no, I also don't like marshmallows in my cereal. And I have come to find out that I am in like the 2% of all people <laughs> that believe that. Because it's just extra sugar. I get that part. But they're all they they're crunchy and squishy oh, all at the same time. It's all, it's all messed up. Ugh. I don't like it adds a, a, adds a it adds a new texture to it. Like cereal often isn't doesn't have that many textures to it. They're all just the same as that thing. But man, you get that one little marshmallow in there, and it's <laughs> it's great. Now I will say this. So one time I got some uh, some Lucky Charm Frosted Flakes, Ooh. <laughs> and so it was the Lucky Charm pieces in the Frosted Flakes. One thing, it's great, um, but they also jip you on the marshmallows. And so I was like, you know what? I want to, I want some more marshmallows. So I put some real marshmallows in there. Oh, not the Chris same. Ford. Chris Ford, it is not. You, it's not the same. It was disgusting. You can buy, you can buy the like bulk bags of those cereal marshmallows. Really? Uh, so okay. So I only, I can only say this for sure <laughs> via two means, and one is Amazon. You can go to Amazon, and I just search like cereal marshmallows. Um, and two, uh, in near the hometown, near the the small town where I went to grade school, there was a small uh, a small Mennonite community. I guess I think it's Mennonite. <laughs> I hope I'm not messing that up. And there was a bulk goods, like a bulk food store, and it just had very, very weird and unique stuff. So it wasn't like Lucky Charms branded marshmallows, but it was that exact type of marshmallows that you could buy in those bags. And it was like a five pound bag. It was like a like a bag of dog food, but just marshmallows. They're massive. But, um, yeah, so you can I, I just go to Amazon and search cereal marshmallows. Just don't do not do regular marshmallows. That's bad. Uh, I will defend no, marshmallows a little bit in saying that the cereals that I enjoy don't lend themselves to marshmallows because I like Cocoa Krispies, um, Cocoa Pebbles, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Those aren't, that's not marshmallow stuff. So it's partially my own yeah. taste. But I just I felt like that was a necessary bone to pick with you to get my my important feelings and then my second one here my week has been so full of important stuff i have been playing a lot of magic clearly i've, I've been playing a lot of magic the gathering <laughs> which is kind of a new thing for me and this is only news for us because we uh we are we're staunch i'm gonna say we're staunch Yu-Gi-Oh. i haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in like two years i haven't played since the last time i played with you so i have not played since, well i've played one time since then with a guy who was good at magic and he brought his old Yu-Gi-Oh cards thinking he could just like piece the <laughs> deck together. And I was like, I know you've played enough magic to know that's not how trading card games work. Like, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. But uh, I do admit that I think I like magic better uh, because it's much sort of uh, 
sort of simpler in its foundation. But I do have one big problem is that the, uh, what's, how do I word this? It's so much more uh, reliant on, on good deck building, but it's 60 cards and the, and the magic universe is massive. So I'm so intimidated, I don't even know where to start. So while it's a better game, I'll probably never be any good at it because I feel like it favors the experience. <laughs> the people, and there's different formats and all that stuff, but the people who know more and who play more, like it has a, a strong definitive favoritism towards experienced players. So that's been tough, but sometime you ought to try magic. It is good stuff. Um, but does it, the thing that magic lacks though is the heart of the cards. There's no heart I mean, in magic. That you can't. There's... Yeah. Exactly. When, when when will you ever just be like, I gotta draw this one card, the one card out of the twenty left in my deck that I need to turn this game around, and you say to yourself or out loud, "Are the cards <laughs> be with me?" And and you pick up the card, and it is just the right card. And you know, like that is some deep spiritual stuff there. You have Br- the heart of cards. Bring your hand in a little closer to yourself when you do that. I want oh. everybody to see how you're holding your fingers. Gotta, That's important. Gotta, That's important. It, it's very important. You got to have the two, two, fingers. two fingers and then the look snap. at it. You look like you're about to flip somebody off. <laughs> you like a very elaborate middle finger. <laughs> Someone start flipping people off. Heart of the cards. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Peace man. be with you. Heart. So, so to be fair, I do that a lot because there's cards called legendary that you can only have one of on the field at a time. I think you can still have four of them in your deck. I'm not 100% on all the rules yet. Uh, but you can only have one card on the field at a time. And the, the ones that I have in my deck, um, I only have one in there because they're, like, they're very rare. Um, I'm playing online, so they're not expensive, but they're very rare. Like, you don't draw them as much. And so I find myself believing that a lot. But you have a 1 in 60 or a 1 in whatever. <laughs> there's 20 more cards, and there's only probably one of them in my deck. So I can say it all I want, but it's never going to happen. I'm never going to never gonna get the satisfaction of drawing the, uh, the Dark Magician when I need him the most. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs Dark Magician. Come on, nope. what is this? Two, what is this, 2002? You could try your hardest to build a great deck around Dark Magician, mm-hmm. and I think he—he's a—he's a seven star, twenty five hundred monster. Like no one, you don't need that. Is, they should. <laughs> I, I know very few people will understand. <laughs> but that's kind of a testament to the how the different games, like uh, maybe why Magic has succeeded longer, is because sometimes, like when they change that rule in Yu Gi Oh to needing to sacrifice two for a seven star instead of just one like when that i happened, mean that's always been the rule no 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 it started just as one right just as one for anything uh before. no so if uh nah it's always been it's like five and six all you need is one and then seven and up you need two so i was just that that just it does seem to demean the dark magician's importance right away yeah. when he's so important to the show Ah, oh, you would so want him every kid. He needed to be a six star. That's he, what it amounts to. He needed to be a six star monster. Yes, yeah. The thing is, uh, Gray Skull, Summon, Gray Summon, Summon Skull, Skull, Summon yeah. Gray Skull, who's way Summon better Skull. card. And he's, he's a, a fiend, so he yeah. works in hundreds of other decks. Oh, and he's dark. Well, he's, Dark Magician is dark too, but uh, he's twenty four hundred, so he's just one hundred less than Dark Magician, but only requires one sacrifice. One less tribute. That's one Gosh, less. Now, man, one less land. It's real nerdy. You can't say. I think this is. I've never heard a nerdier podcast than this right now. 
Why? Because we just argued about marshmallows and Yu-Gi-Oh? Well, it's about to get better yeah. because I wanted to bring up, Chris, I'm okay with the idea, excited even, of expanding our podcast universe <laughs> beyond uh, beyond just uh, episodes like we did with the ranking the avatars. I don't know how it would fit in, but I do want to rank the best Disney movies. You are a very experienced movie-watching person. You have very interesting opinions on Disney movies. I don't, but I would rank them just to give you something to compare to. I would love to go through like a top five Disney movies uh, at some point. I think we should give that a Ooh. shot. That's all I had on that. Oh, I just yeah, like definitely. The idea. Well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, there will be it, my top five in, in in its order is not the usual top five. It's uh, it's it's somewhat controversial. I think when I tell people this, um, it's not that controversial. I don't think. Like there was one point at at work, we did a uh, March Madness bracket of sixty eight <laughs> Disney <laughs> cartoon movies, and some people's final fours were just terrible. Like we would legit judge them. Part of that is, like, of that have, is bracketing, like, though. Part of that is seating where well, it makes they, the final four is terrible. Like it's situational, you know. Yeah. Oh, we 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 do a lot of work on the seating. I think. Well, Adams. Yeah, he did a lot of work on the seating. Um, but like some people's on the floor would have like the aristocrats in it and like they would have like a just a four and like their final four would just be animals i'm like was that your theme or something <laughs> like no that's my <laughs> uh, that's, that's my final four so that's why that's why i'm much more on board with there again maybe how we did the avatars because rather than taking it in a one-by-one head-to-head approach you don't. You never run into those situations where it just feels like, oh well, on any given day, I'd rather watch this movie. But you know what? Maybe this one's really better, but it gets a bad matchup or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the seating. I would prefer the ranking. Well, we can yeah. do. We can do a couple different ways. So I'm fine with that. I think. Yeah. I think our top two or three would be similar, actually. If I had to guess, I think, and based on memory of our <laughs> previous discussions, I think after that it would branch off pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, top two or three. I know. I, I know. There's one of them that I that we both enjoy, but I don't like it nearly as much as you. And I know it's high up on your list, but <laughs> whatever. At some point, we should do it just to shake things up. Um, it'd be interesting. Definitely. Do it when we do this. Is that going to be like all Disney and all Pixar? Or is it going to be all strictly Disney? Was I guess uh, Disney animated Pixar would be included movies? in Disney. Not just strictly but Disney animated. animated movies. Yeah, I can't throw. I remember the Titans in there. <sighs> Man, there goes my top pick right there. Sucker for football movies. What can I say? Um, was Angels in the Outfield? Was that Disney? Mm, not sure. I can picture it being in the big white box, but I know that doesn't necessarily mean it was Disney. Or we can just do a whole separate. <laughs> we can do a whole separate one about sports movies. I remember one time I was telling someone. Someone was looking up a list of top sports movies, and I was like, "So D two, The Mighty Ducks, is number one, right?" <laughs> that's number three on my list uh number two it's number two on actually, my list actually, i'm not sure it's number one on my list either uh but it's high <laughs> so, all i can say is that every time i watch it i don't cry not really ever i'm kind of an emotionless stump and i don't uh feel emotions but i do still cry every single time i watch angels in the outfield when i find out that mel clark is gonna die i'm like you just told a kid that this guy's gonna die you didn't just teach him about death you like taught how depressing is it going to be every time you look at Mel? You're like, well, he's gone. That's a kid, and then I cry every time. Sorry, spoiler alert for a 25 year old movie. Whatever, it's a good movie. Go watch it. I never really seen it before. What? Did I really just spoil the movie for somebody? 
I did. Hey, go mm-hmm. watch. Go watch <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, and and just you don't have to cry, but I hope you at least enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, maybe I will. Hey, that's my that's my news and nonsense, and it was mostly nonsense. I don't really like news, but that was nonsense. Anyway, uh, Chris. <laughs> Anything that you would like to clean up from previous videos or avatar... That's a great screenshot, I know. From previous videos, uh, avatar rankings lists, uh, our our, uh, our Dragon Prince review, our live-action avatar, uh, look forward to video. Any cleanup at all? No, no. There hasn't been that much news lately. Um, they are finally releasing, at some point, Avatar Funko Pops, which I'm a huge, avid Funko Pop collector um and so i will I immediately buy them all <laughs> i suppose you know maybe you can or can't tell if you're watching this because our heads are so small but yes those are all basically funko pops in the middle rows yeah. right behind his head those are mostly funko pops yeah there's like some here yeah there's a bunch of jokers over there and then i have heroes over here they have villains <laughs> over here and then just joker by himself we should and harley you should so. separate them so that they don't conspire together it seems dangerous to have them all in one place um the uh again if you haven't seen those go watch our avatar ranking video and then also if you haven't watched the dragon prince uh, we liked it at different levels but i think we both liked it so definitely go watch that on yeah. netflix oh and it and it has been picked up for season two excellent that's fantastic yeah. um yeah, that's awesome. Great. Like I said, we I think we liked it at different <laughs> levels, but we both really liked it. That's the important part. So go yeah, watch that on Netflix. Yeah. And then finally, uh, synopsis. <laughs> well, um, guess what? I really don't... I mean, I remember the episodes, but it's been a really long time since we've talked about episodes. I think it was the Solstice, right? Yeah, Winter Solstice, and part so it was two. a two-part episode, um, yeah. So and basically, yeah, and much they, the... they got to go to the temple on the island on the crescent-shaped island, so that Aang can can meet up with Roku and try to learn a little bit more about his future. And then they sort of narrowly escape, and it's crazy. And Roku Roku like destroys the whole temple, and it's awesome. And and that brings mm-hmm. us to the present day when they are essentially on their travels. And Aang, this is the first time where Aang it's sort of the gravity of the situation has kind of hit him that he actually has to master all four elements like you're not you don't just instantly become the avatar you actually have to go learn and practice and study and try hard and stuff and this is the first time that's really hitting him and that's kind of a theme through the first episode that we're going to talk about for sure nothing to add yes yeah, so yeah. okay <laughs> yeah i didn't have anything to add. <laughs> great <laughs> i was like good synopsis there but, um it's been so long, I was like, I can't uh, even remember what episodes came before this. Uh, uh, so yeah, well, let's kick it off by talking about the first episode, or which is actually episode nine, and that is the waterbending scroll. Yeah, so uh, so Aang is, they're flying somewhere, and Aang is freaking out. He's like literally pacing on top of Appa. He is freaked out, and pretty much Katara calms it down like, listen, you know, we'll go practice waterbending, and, uh, and they go find a puddle to go uh, splash in. And then uh, and Sokka's stuck on a uh, Appa foot cleaning duty. He's literally like picking stuff out of his toes, and it's kind of awesome. Yeah, right, bugs and, and bugs and dirt, or bugs and mud. 
And then this is a good time to note that this is kind of one of those split story episodes at first, at least. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the first time that they actually converge on each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uncle Iroh. <laughs> so the ship is heading somewhere, and it completely changes course as it goes. Like, who, who changed our course? And Iroh just like, I did. I'm missing my white lotus tile of this game that you never even seen this game before, really. Um, but this is the first time that they drop something with the lotus in it, which is the white lotus tile, which. Sometime in the future, it's one of those little breadcrumbs that they've planted <laughs> since the beginning. Um, and it's pie show, right? And uh, yeah, yeah, they're playing pie show. Um, so Uncle wants to go into town so he can uh, get a new pie show piece. And then, so then it cuts back to uh, cuts back to the puddle, which is a very lovely puddle, by the way. Yeah, Katara, and uh, and this is. This is part of the episode that I hate. It was Katara. Yeah, she's uh, off. She's so a my roommate. monster. You, we, we're so used <laughs> to like ain't... sort of grown, grown up, uh, mature Katara. And we always we've talked about how many times yeah. she's like, she's like this grounded tether to reality. Now in this episode, she's uh, she's a jerk. I don't know how to put it. Whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> My roommate in college really hated Katara. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like there was, you know, there's a certain scene where she completely threatens the life of someone, and, and excuse my language, he's like, "Gosh, she's such a bitch." <laughs> and in this episode, like, she is. <laughs> nah. she's she's not nice to say to say the least. And it's uh, important to remember she's teaching... that she is just she is just a kid. Like I keep reminding yeah, she's, she's she's thirteen. They have been traveling together a long time. And even in that yeah. episode, by the episode that you're talking about, um, which you're ta- that's a later one, right? Or at least mid, is that season yeah. two? No, that's like mid-season three mid-season that I was three. referencing. Okay, so if it's the one I'm thinking of, they have been through a lot. It's like, ah, yeah. I no, stuff. actually, I, I will cut her slack on threatening this certain person's life. I completely buy her doing that. Like, she isn't being... She isn't being like bratty, like she's just being protective. Yeah. I'll completely cut her slack on that. But good uh, reminder, but my roommate did not like that. Yeah, good reminder in this episode though that like, all right, she's just a kid. It's like they're, yeah. they're not they're not adults. I don't know how else to say it. But she is very mature for her age. Every now and then she shows her age. It's gonna happen. But still, she's she's still annoying in this episode she's teaching Aang waterbending she's going through like oh you know i'm teaching this move Aang. you know this might be a little hard and Aang just gets it immediately and then she shows another move might be a little hard Aang gets it immediately because Aang is just naturally talented because uh, bending avatar, comes very yeah. natural to the avatar <laughs> and then she tries to teach him one move of like all right i've been working on it it's not really uh i haven't even mastered it myself you know the goal is just a one big wave and she tries and Aang is just like like this and he just drowns Sokka and Appa in a freaking waterfall of water. And then she gets mad at him and, like, she blows up at Aang. Like, Aang did not deserve it at all. Sokka, by the way, though, handling all this very well. And I should note that it is in these <laughs> two episodes that we're talking about right now uh, where I've, I turned the corner on Sokka a little bit. I'm starting to get better feelings and better vibes for what he contributes. So. Uh, thanks for yeah. thanks for hanging yeah. in there, Saka, and he's he's <laughs> taking this all very well. 
Uh, so yeah, so the group. Oh, because Aang did that big water bending splash. He they he sent all his all their material and stuff and supplies down the river. So they got to go into town and uh, and meet with some uh, some merchants <laughs> to get some things. They only got three copper pieces, and Aang buys a, a seemingly useless whistle. And then they're stuck with two copper pieces. Uh, and uh, Katara finds the scroll. And uh, and pretty much, yeah. Which that whistle comes in very handy. Spoiler alert, um, it's a great whistle. Yeah, it's a great whistle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do like this pirate guy for some reason. I do too. He's very, he's very uh, in tune with his craft. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so then they, they find the water bending scroll and, and you can tell that the, the head pirate guy's like, we got it on a very good discount. Pretty much they stole it. And then he's like, listen, I know how to haggle with them. <laughs> like, how about one copper piece? <laughs> and the guy laughs. Well, no, no. And then Remember, he goes, though, he says before this, like before they haggle, cause he says it twice before they haggle. He's like, unless you have 2000. Is it gold pieces yeah, or yeah. copper pieces? I forget. It might be 2,000 gold pieces. I think he says a different currency. It's a different level. So he's like yeah, 2,000. Yeah. And then Aang's like, listen up, Katara. I know how to deal with these guys. How about... And he like puts on a piratey voice. He's like, how about one copper piece? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I love that. And then, yeah, then the pirate guy laughs at it. And then Aang goes, two copper pieces. <laughs> and then it's, it's not funny the second time, kid. Uh, and then I did like Sokka's realizing that they're pirates. Uh, there's a behind the scenes thing where the where I think it's Brian Kanitsko, uh showing how they get the animation done. Like a lot of times they will act out physically act out the scenes. So Sokka is moving throughout. Like he's looking like, huh, weird, uh, suspicious merchandise, shady tactics, and then he does like all this movement. You're pirates, and then you can see behind the scenes. Frank Nisko doing that same movement. So then they send that stuff to, uh, you know, overseas and, and they use that as a reference for the animation. They do the same thing with their fighting scenes. It's, it's uh, probably a little more interesting to watch the, uh, the acted out fighting, yeah. but thank <laughs> yes. you, Brian, for getting in. The, I mean, when you're trying to get the emotion, at least of the voice acting down and everything to try to piece it all together, but you can't see it. I can imagine it helps to act it out for sure. Yeah. Trying to match it all together. I don't think shows. I've never heard of cartoon that did that before, where you have or you send over a reference video of the action you want over to the animators uh, in Asia. I've never heard of another cartoon doing that. Taking uh, talking about the fight scenes makes me wonder what like if if there's any more. Probably not in this day and age. It's probably more rare because we have so many other things to reference. Uh, but like maybe early '90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff like that's very action heavy and very early in its genre, or even Batman the Animated Series, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, some of that animation is extremely detailed for the time, so it makes you wonder See, if they had the similar. Is, that, I don't think they. I don't want to say that because their animation was incredible, like in Batman Animated Series, like it was for the it was time, beautiful, at least, but yeah. in in motion, I don't think it's. I wouldn't say in motion. Because in motion, Batman Masters, I think, was much better than like Spider Man or X Men. Um, but like the fighting 
wasn't that great. Like it was just Batman throwing a punch. So maybe, and, maybe like it wasn't like it wasn't like hand to hand combating. Uh, maybe we'll have to we'll have to go back and like watch the turtles fight the Foot Clan and give some thoughts on that. Yeah. Mostly because I want an excuse to watch the turtles again. But anyway, um, yeah, it's really funny when Sokka's like step by step coming to this realization. He says it first, like nobody else comes to the conclusion first. We look at Sokka like he's an idiot, but it's not like anybody else is pointing fingers like, hey, we should leave. These are pirates. So there again, props to Sokka. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah. And then once uh, yeah, once they figure out that they're pirates, Katara's like, hey, I'm not feeling so good. Let's leave. <laughs> and then on their way out, um, the, the guys, one of the pirates is like, hey, where are you going? And then Angus like, ah, see... I knew I was doing a good job haggling, something like that. <laughs> and then it was like, no, they're chasing you. Finally, came yeah, they, they, yeah. And they get chased all throughout uh, this village. And yeah, they come across uh, the Cabbage Man. And Aang, just completely no, just complete disregard for this guy's life. <laughs> complete disregard for his, uh, you know, how, how he earns an income. <laughs> just throws the cabbages. Yeah, Aang, I don't know what And this is our second is like, time. But... Yeah. And this is our second time seeing the Cabbage Guy. And so this is like the first time that it's a running joke. The poor, poor but... man. This So the first time it is admittedly kind of an accident. But what, you, what we're getting at this time, <laughs> Aang uses it as a weapon. Like he blows that cart yeah. at the pirates chasing him. So it's pretty much Aang making a choice like, we got to sacrifice these cabbages. Hopefully it's not that same guy that I ran into in Omashu, but it was. I'm sure Aang didn't have. Or just Aang has a vendetta against cabbages. Maybe uh, yeah. it is disgusting, uh, unless you like it. Sorry, whatever. Ugh, cabbage. Most I don't like most vegetables. Let's be clear. <laughs> uh, so then they, you know, they steal the Sakatara steals the scroll, and this is also when Katara's annoying to me. I mean, I guess I should maybe give her a little credit because she has never had a water bending teacher, and you know that water bending is so important to her. And you know, you learned that from episode one, freaking scene one. She's on her um, own as a so, water bender. Uh, She's had no no support yeah, so, in her whole life. And so her getting the scroll connects her you know, more to her culture and teaches her how to be a water bender. But the the purpose of getting it was to teach Aang, <laughs> and uh, and no, she completely hogs the scroll. And then it is funny just to hear Sokka be like, why are you getting so crazy over just a bunch of fancy splashes or something like that? I don't remember how he says it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Uncle Iroh and uh, Zuko. Well, Zuko just, Zuko's like, guys, going to the mall with their girlfriends. Like, <laughs> did you find what you're looking for? And then Uncle pretty much says, nope, didn't find it. But you know the best thing, which this is like wise. This is, I mean, it's not the wisest thing Uncle Iroh has said, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the you know, the, I forget how he words it exactly. The, the only thing, so this resonates thing, yeah. with me because I love garage <laughs> sales. And so this, this quote hits really hard with me. It's the only thing better than finding what you were looking for is finding something that you weren't looking for at a great price. Yeah, at a great price. <laughs> <laughs> like hesitates. The timing is really spot on. Like you like something that you weren't looking for, and then a really good at a like, great if he, price. If it ended it. <laughs> if it ended it, 
for her that at a great price, it would sound very wise. Like, like something like, oh, you know, your destiny isn't always what you think it's going to be, but turns out might turn out something. Nah, he's talking about like you might find some other crap, but at a <laughs> at a great price. <laughs> you might find your destiny at a discount. Not the only, yeah. not the only awesome accidental wisdom from Uncle in this episode. Oh yeah. yeah, not at all. And so then we cut back to uh, to the gang in the in their puddle doing fancy splashes, and Katara is getting all sorts of peehoed. Yeah, because uh, she's trying to try out the water whip technique, and Aang gets it immediately. Is this the one she blows up in Aang's yes, face? Yes, yes, it is. I feel like is. she kind of blows up. Okay, no, by the whole the big like, one, though, yeah, yeah, where Aang feels like you get, he's on like on the verge of tears. Yeah, like this is probably the most annoying part to me because, like, all right, Katara, like you were supposed to be like Aang fell in love with you from pretty much the first moment he saw you, and you're just being a complete just jerk <laughs> to him, all because it's, it's no fault to Aang either. Like he's just naturally talented at at this. Um, but yeah, she's like you know pretty much. Your infinite wisdom is sometimes annoying, something to that extent. It's a very, very long uh, ramble. It's it's sort of a very sharp blow. In like, it's not childish <laughs> at all. It's not just like one kid calling another kid stupid. Like, it's a very articulate blow, and I think that makes it more painful. <laughs> yeah, personally, I yes, think. yes, it does. But then we yeah. get to the part. So she like swears off it. She's like, "Here, you know what? It's yours now. Take the scroll. I don't need it anymore." This is the part where mm-hmm. I hate Katara the most because she, yep. <laughs> yeah, whatever you, <laughs> you describe it. I'll sit here and feel she, 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 she says one thing. She, she sees it, that she's made angst at. She's like, you know what? It's, it's been too much. Like I, it's been getting to me. I will no longer, it's all yours. I will no longer care about it. Split second later till they're sleeping. She's sneaking out so she can, <laughs> try out the moves definitely like, caring about it yeah definitely care now you just went back on your word and you only had that word because you made ang feel so terrible which just makes her seem like such a worse person yes this is definitely horrible. like the worst guitar i think is ever in, in the show maybe i could agree with that <laughs> yeah um, um so yeah so she she's she's practicing by the lake like zuko knows that like him oh and um I forgot, at some point, Zuko and the pirates are working together. Oh, because he overhears them saying that the bald-headed kid and the water-bending girl got away. So he's working with the pirates to capture Aang um, and for the pirates to get the water-bending scroll back. So they're on the river because, like, oh, well, they're if they got a water-bending scroll, they'll be on the river. So Zuko being slightly smart. And, uh, <laughs> and he finds Katara, and this is probably the moment that Katang fans, wait, not Katang fans, Zutara fans cling on to. No, they're monsters the most. and this is dumb. Like, <laughs> like uh, I, I do hate the thought of Zutara. But. We are but, uh, merch, so the are. And they chose to be together. <laughs> they as in Aang and Katara. Yeah. Like, there was, and there was never an idea from the creators for them two to be together. Anyway, this no. might have been where it started for Zutara fans. So she's running from the pirates and then Zuko's there just like, I'll save you from the pirates. Like he he 
he's talking in a way that's like, oh, they have, I don't know, I mean, they don't have, like, connection here, but he's just, it's just the way he's talking. There's a little bit of a sensual but, tone to it in a weird way. He, he's, he, he does say it in a a little bit of a... So what we're yeah, saying is yeah. that a a voice, uh, let's let's call it a, a slip of mediocre voice acting uh, <laughs> is what's, what created this cult following for a terrible <laughs> idea. Um, I think I think it's just like maybe girls went to bad boy or something. I don't know. I think so. But, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants um, us good kids. But then so Zuko, Zuko has a pretty much tells her that she can have her necklace. I don't know why he thinks it's important to her, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like he he wouldn't. Maybe he would know what that he would know. I don't think so. What either. that necklace symbolizes because... for her. He just, it's he- because we all know. Yeah, he just hedging a bet. Like, hey, this is hers. Maybe it's important. Yeah. Turns yeah. out it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's all I've got. Just, I'll, a I'll guess. just a guess. Uh, and so he took it all the way from the freaking imprisoned episode. So he's been holding on to that for a while. Um, and he continues to hold on to it. Uh, and pretty much saying that, like, I, like, oh, and this is also the first time that Zuko somewhat opens up to Katara. He's like, I need to f- help me find him. Like, I'll give you your necklace. Like, he will help me restore something I've lost. And he does say, in my honor. Um, so this is the first time he actually opens up a little bit <laughs> to, to Katara, which is... Yeah, but it's still, like, she's not buying any of that. Yeah. No, I mean, it does feel uh, genuine sorry. coming out of his mouth. It just It's <laughs> not a good enough reason for her, but as it should not be. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then, <laughs> then the pirates capture... Uh, they capture Aang, like they ambush him, and then uh, Sykes says, "What? I'm not important," and they t- and they take him too. <laughs> um, so now everybody's all gathered together, ready to trade, um, trade the Waterbending Scroll for Aang, the Avatar, and then yeah, Sokka comes up with like manipulating them, like you're going to give up the Avatar for a piece of paper, essentially. Tiff. Like I'm sure the Fire Lord pay hefty price. If you'll allow me to set the scenes, basically there's... So they have Sokka and Katara kidnapped. And basically, uh, Suko has has plucked the waterbending scroll away. So he's holding that. But then the pirates have Sokka, Aang, and Katara. Um, and that's when Sokka goes to work uh, with some brilliant, brilliant negotiation tactics. Yeah. Because the pirates want the scroll back. Or so they think. Yeah. So then, uh, then the pirates are like, you know what? Forget the scroll. We can get a thousand of them with the money we'll get from turning in the avatar. And then there's a, they all turn sides on each other and they and they fight. And our our team kind of gets away on a. Uh, there's a nice moment of of uh, <laughs> Aang trying to find Zuko in this weird dust <laughs> that's unrealistically. It's like a cartoon but, but, fight. Um, cloud it's it's very thick. Tunes, yeah. yeah, and. And Aang airbends it out <laughs> to see, and then there's like, and everyone can see him, then he airbends it back in. Uh, they all get away, like on a boat. <laughs> and then the pirates get away on a boat to go after him. Um, oh, yeah, they use Aang and Katara. I guess this is when they make amends. <laughs> they use water bending to get the boat onto the water. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they try to escape. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Zuko. So <laughs> 
Yeah, Zuko and the head pirate guy are fighting, and Uncle Iroh jumps in <laughs> with the. Uh, you probably, I think you know it. I don't. Yeah, I don't no, remember dude. exactly how it goes. It's just something about you're. You're so busy worrying about something else. I don't remember that you to see that your own ship has set sail. <laughs> set sail. Yeah. And Zuko says, "Uncle, we don't have time for your proverbs. It's not a proverb. Your boat is setting sail. Maybe it shouldn't be a proverb." And so then, yeah. the pirates essentially steal Zuko's boat. Yeah, yeah, and, and so they completely uh, again. Maybe it should be a proverb. Yeah. Oh, what a great scene! Way to go, Uncle. Oh, there yeah, it is. I, think, I even had a thing. I, so. th- I think at that point, they're uh, is that the end of Zuko and in this and Iroh episode, in the story? Yeah, I think yeah. they're pretty much done because now the pirates use Zuko's. I don't even know that it's a big ship. Is it just a rowboat or something? I can't remember. It's not no, like it's, it's a not fairly like, but decent it's, it's size ship. Big, it's not like a Fire Nation warship. Yeah, it's not the big warship yeah. they take. It's a yeah, smaller it's deal. It's a it's Iroh's merchandise, yeah. his merchandise boat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because the pirates use it still though just to catch up to Aang and Katarasaka yeah. in their own ship. Yeah, there's a nice little um, Momo versus that uh, parrot hawk lizard thing. Yeah, Momo Momo has been stepping up a lot lately. It's about time he chipped in because all he does is eat and annoy people. It's about time he paid his dues. Yeah. Now, it's a cool scene where uh, he, he steals the waterbending scroll and then the parrot lizard thing kind of chases. And it's kind of cool sort of chase scene animation that we have not seen yeah, at this point, yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah, so then, then they essentially defeat the, the, uh, the pirates. And then they're about to go over a waterfall... And they, uh, well, yeah, they stop it. Kind of oh, yeah, yeah, turned around. They, yeah, yeah they, they, they stop it, they get it turned around. But then the pirate's boat are just hit them off the, hit them off the waterfall. And this is where uh, that whistle comes back in handy. Because it's actually a animal whistle that Oppa can hear. Yeah. And Oppa uh, saves them. As they're essentially, it's kind of, so the fight scene isn't, isn't amazing. There's some fun little nah, water bending not. in there. They kind of, you know, uh, Katara gets the water whip right, and Aang does a few fun things with water bending. But it's not a great fight scene. Uh, but it is cool when they fall over the edge after Aang blows a whistle and just the timing with Hoppe. It's pretty nicely animated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you come to find out <laughs> Uncle Iroh says, <laughs> like, he kind of warns him, like, Zuko, you won't believe it. <laughs> Just... I've had the white lotus <laughs> lotus towel on me the whole time. It was in my yeah, pocket just... the whole time. <laughs> yeah. What an M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's way better than anything Shyamalan has done, so whatever. Uh I don't you know what? I'm 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 somewhat getting past my hatred for M. Night Shyamalan. The movie Glass is coming out soon. But you know, this isn't the place to hype up M. Night Shyamalan. I apologize. <laughs> this Preach into the wrong choir, a different choir in a different church. I know. Um, that's all right. I'll stand up against him with this crowd. So yeah, that is. So that's the end of episode one. I figured we would go ahead and and do our ratings yes. sort of separately. I figured we'd do our ratings for this one, and then the next episode, the next ratings. So let's get to yeah, yours yeah, makes first. Sense. All right, Idol Visual gave it a seven. Um, there wasn't really anything 
special about this, I think. Um, I mean, the music was the normal music. It didn't really grab you anywhere. Um, this isn't that type of episode, really, I don't think. Um, visually, it it wasn't that thrilling. So, yeah, so I just gave it a seven. On to story. Um, yeah, it it gets no more than a seven. I almost gave it a six and a half, but Katara was just so annoying in this episode. And people, the thing is, people, I think some people who don't like <laughs> Legend of Korra is, is, you know, and I don't want to just completely generalize people here. They might have actual gripes against Legend of Korra. And there are some gripes in there. But people who are like, man, Korra is so annoying. Like, I can, I think I can count how many times Korra is actually annoying. Korra is as annoying as Katara is a lot of times, or as Aang is a lot of times. Like, there are moments where Aang is really annoying, and there are moments where Katara is just really annoying. I'm like, do people just overlook that? <laughs> um, I think they maybe they overlook it because of nostalgia. But Katara was terrible in this episode. A, you, um, you wrapped, also, I forget you to mention that so many big topics into that one into that one little piece there. <laughs> I I will say um, that oh. we so we we've been through the avatars. I can't I can't tell you where Cora landed because you have to go watch the videos. But we can agree that we like Cora's work as an avatar. I will I'll still agree with the fans for the most part <laughs> to say that she, like, she's a more frustrating character more frequently at least in the early going whereas this i mean we're just getting this first one bad glimpse of guitar and you catch one or two throughout maybe the same with a you can count a couple of times but there's a very steep uh maybe not like a learning curve but sort of like an acquired taste where you and cora kind of have to grow together as you keep watching the seasons yeah and that's and that's the thing that i absolutely love about cora cora is to me it's much more relatable than I think really any character besides, I think she's more relatable than Zuko. Like I've never had something. So Zuko has the best character arc in any story ever in the history of stories, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I was, (laughs) um, but Korra, I think is one of the most, is the most relatable character in Avatar. Like she, she's faulty. She goes through things, um, but she often faces it with, face the adversary at that she faces all of that, you know, and she's still able to come out a better person. Um, so I love for for that. I will, um, I will say but on, on you, this episode, you, you, I think you have to grow with Cora. I don't think you can separate maybe one season yeah. from the others. I think you have to take it all in order yes, and you have yeah. to do it all and you have to grow with her. And like I said, some, she is frustrating and annoying and you'll hate it at first, but with some patience and some time and some of her growth, you, you, you grow together, you grow to like it. Yeah. Um, and also the thing I didn't like about the story was that it wraps up with, uh, with Sokka stealing the, the water screen, water, water being scrolled back from the pirates. And then Sokka's like, I hope you learned a lesson. And then Katara's like, yeah, stealing is bad unless it's from pirates. <laughs> That's not the lesson. Katara. <laughs> it's a beautiful lesson. That's not- that's not that's not the lesson. You stop being you didn't learn anything at all. Still being a so, yeah, snot. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then Angus says, good one, Katara. Like, come on. No. Um, so yeah, so and mostly gets a seven. That's uh, and fair. then on memorable, <laughs> memorable for me, um, there are some laughing moments, like the two copper pieces in Iroh with his proverbs uh, and stuff like that, that saved it because it could have been lower. So yeah, so I'm on a straight lucky sevens i guess it was a very easy Which, of course very easy average yeah i had to do some weighted <laughs> math and it uh, it came out to a seven so i kind of forget what i put here it's been a few days okay audio visual eight i actually did enjoy uh, a lot of the different we got to see sort of some the the artistry of water bending or of any bending more so than we have to this point kind of a finer detail uh but it's still just an eight you know the music like you said music was just the music not a whole lot going on. Okay, fight scene, neat-ish chase scene, nothing crazy. But I liked it well enough. Story, I'm not fond of the of the mm. overall story. Uh, that's not to say I don't enjoy watching it and I'm not kind of entertained. But in the end here, there's really not much of a story. There's no lasting impact here. Kind of reminds me of like the Warriors of Kiyoshi. It's, it's not that it's not yeah, entertaining uh... or whatever, but it just there's not a real strong lasting impact. But I'm glad we got to see Pirates. That's fun. And then memorable, I did give it an eight because it is an episode that I think about frequently because I do like the pirates. Um, I love thinking about Sokka's his sort of negotiating with the pirates to get them to to, to fight with uh, with Suko, and just using that kind of leverage. I said I like thinking about the the scroll itself and the artistry of the water bending. So it's very memorable to me. So that rounds to a seven point four. So pretty close to yours. Not a huge, not a huge improvement. That averaged out. Hey, that's definitely not the right average. That averaged out to a 7.2. I'll fix that. Um, it was a 7.2 is the average in between us. Must have changed the what, wrong one. What was your, what was your average rating? Mine was, was 7. your score? 7.4. And yours Mine was 7. 7. So 7.2. Yeah, so it's 7.2. Yeah. I might have changed the wrong one. I'll have to check when we get to the next episode. But 7.2. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. And that's fair. It's just a very, that's like a C grade, right? 72? Yeah. yeah that it's, is a, it's a low grade. C. That, that sounds right. Uh, I'm curious, honestly, if anything will get below a C. I mean, I'm pretty sure it will. I have a couple episodes that I think will. Chris, we're coming but... up on an episode or two episodes or a few episodes. I don't even care to rate. I mean, I will, but I don't want to. Yeah, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some bad scores here. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I don't have another commercial other than that I was gonna say. Um, again, I can't. Can't say that. it was. It's so dumb because there's not a ton of views on it, but it was just felt really good to see the, the rankings video get a few more views. But even more important, so uh, the interaction that we had with people before the rankings video, or even just I posted like a snide comment in the fan club before <laughs> we did this uh, about the next episode, and I just liked the interactions that it generated. So I guess my commercial is, hey, if you like Avatar, you should go check out one of the multiple fan clubs. I believe we're in. you're in two of them. <laughs> Uh, one is closed, yes, one is open. Cause... I'm in an open one, and it's just uh, yeah. it's just an interesting place to post an opinion and get a few other opinions, get some yeah. dissenters. I like it better than Reddit. Reddit's Reddit's weird. I don't like Reddit. I tried it out. Um, also, it's just like there's actual people here, and you get to like see them, see their opinions about stuff. I I like the groups on Facebook. Yeah, I uh, I like uh, viewing Reddit passively. I don't necessarily like participating yeah. in Reddit, but I will. I'll scroll Reddit passively for days. I don't really care to participate in Reddit because it is so big. I like the idea of a group like that. Just there's a very just a much better, cleaner circle of hey, this is all shared interest. Post some stuff here. 
and the fact that it's yeah. i mean we've we've posted our episodes some pictures other people post lots of fan art there is lots of zutara people in there and that makes me angry but whatever <laughs> you're entitled to your opinions even though they're wrong and so no i just wanted to say thanks to that fan club because they've kind of made the past few episodes very interesting for me that we've done so thank you fan club very much appreciate your contributions that brings us to this stupid Dipped. episode. This <laughs> worthless, stupid episode. No, I'm being too harsh. Um, but anyway. It's a good episode. It is an okay episode, which we will discover later that it is fine. <laughs> um, but anyway, it is another... Uh, so, I mean, from the last episode, basically, the gang is back on foot. And that's probably very key because everything in this episode is pretty well groundbound we just went from the water previously we'd been in the air a lot now this is very groundbound episode um and it that doesn't seem like it would be an important it's really not but it just stands out to me as it's like it just doesn't happen very often i guess or at least it hasn't to this point we've been flying around on appa a lot so yeah something to keep off needs a bird through. yeah and he's yeah. they point out that they've been followed very effectively by Suko and Iroh. And Sokka points out that maybe it's because Appa is a 10-ton uh, a flying bison or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so just, and this is also kind of a one-off episode sort of, but picks up right, sort of, right? I mean, you could watch these in, in reverse order and you'll be completely fine. Um, so, yeah, so there's Sokka's instincts of uh, Sokka being pretty much like, all right, we need to go this way, and we shouldn't fly. We had to be on, for now on, we're on ground. And Katara and him kind of get into a little, not not really a fight, just a discussion, really. And yeah, uh, pretty much Sokka's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Sokka's pretty much like, uh, I, uh, I'm the leader. <laughs> and so... <laughs> it's funny to hear it. I'm the leader, so we got to do, yeah, I know. So we got to do what I say. And Katara's like, uh, why are you the leader? Because I'm the oldest, and I'm a boy. And it's just like, well, if anything, why Aang should be the leader. He's the avatar. And Saga's like, Aang, he's just some goofy kid. <laughs> and then Aang, right, right, right when they cut to him, he is like upside down, button air, hanging off of Appa's horn. And he's just like, I can't disagree with him. <laughs> I should have grabbed that screenshot. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, because Aang really is like he's a goofy kid. Yeah, you know, break well break it down to his yeah yeah you know break it break a character down to you know to you know to their base level. Aang is yeah just a goofy kid. Can't um, argue. So Sokka's pretty much like if if we just keep walking, we won't run we won't run into any Fire Nation troops. And right when they get through the bush of bush of things, it's just a squad of Fire Nation troops. <laughs> Just camped out <laughs> literally right there. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much, uh, so then uh, the financial troops get ambushed, though, by Jet's gang, and everyone's trying to fight him. Sokka's trying to fight, but he can't get in any hit because Jet's too fast. So there's already some confrontation between them. They're like, Jet's better than, than Sokka. He's they better, he's that cooler. so hard all episode. Ugh, makes me sick. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but pretty much Jet's gang really without any help takes out <laughs> takes out this uh, Fire Nation squad I'll call them a squad because Katara and Aang is like oh you took out a whole army and Saga's like uh what's an army it was like 20 people tops 
Uh, so yeah, so it's seen that confrontation. Uh, and and Jet, Jet and his gang is pretty much the uh, the what do they call them? The and, Lost Boys and from Peter Pan, from Peter Lost Band, Boys. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're pretty much the Lost Boys. And they um, they also maybe they're not hitting you over the head with it, but it has a a very corny Spielberg kind of vibe to it for sure. Oh, definitely, especially when they go back to their hideout, which is all up in the trees. Yeah, here it is. It is pretty um, cool. I and, like how they show the hideout and whatever. It hits me in the nostalgia. <laughs> and and just when they're, you know, Jed is giving this toast of, like, the pipsqueak, you know, I love what the pipsqueak did. And, oh, wait, not not the pipsqueak, the duke. <laughs> uh, or, the yeah, the duke. <laughs> how he jumped on so-and-so's head and banged him. Um, and rode him like a hog monkey. Like it's just that was kind of like I felt like that was like the nostalgia lost boys thing yeah, of like it was a really they're awkward, they're all one big family. It was a really was a awkward, awkward speech. I thought it's like it's sort of strange to see a cartoon pep yeah. talk given from one cartoon character to like it shows a bunch of other ones kind of, but not really. Like as far as we really know, there's like five or six people in this gang, even though it implies that there are a lot more. But at the dinner yeah, table, yeah, there's everything. really five that matter. Yeah, there's. So. And, and you can tell characteristically who that five is. And then you can uh, already tell which I do, I do love his, I do love his group. Like, there's no benders in it. I mean, you got, um, dang, I forgot the guy's name with the bow and arrow. Long shot. Uh, who's who's just long shot? I was yeah. gonna say bow shot. Long shot. I keep wanting to say dead shot. He's... <laughs> Same thing. Wrong, yeah. Uh, there's Long Shot, there's Pipsqueak, there's a Pipsqueak and the Duke, which they're kind of a duo. Because um, when when Jet there's introduced him, like, here's Pipsqueak and the Duke. Yeah, that's that a good impression. I couldn't do any better than that. Thanks, man. Uh, it turns out that, that the big guy is Pipsqueak <laughs> and the small guy is Duke. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I find that funny. I like the rest um, of the gang. And there's... I like the rest of the gang way better than Jet. I'll give it that. Oh gosh! And then there's Smeller B, who you don't really know what she is. It is you don't know what sets, what gender she is, um, or sets, whatever. Um, and it's not really even talked about. Just it's just kind of a a character there. Never even alluded uh, to. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, no, it's not alluded to until like season two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, you meet you meet the crew, and uh, and after Jack gives a speech. You can tell that he's not all, all uh, altruistic, really. Because when we give him speeches like the Fire Nation think they can do this, they're dead wrong. <laughs> and everyone just cheers like, "Hey!" And then it's like, "Ah, eh, that's ominous." They, they try so hard to make him sound cool and serious, and I just want to punch him in his kid face. <laughs> oh yeah, then we're we're passing over that Katara immediately has a crush on jet <laughs> another episode where like, i hate katara by the way i don't i don't hate her as much i'm just like katara come on yeah. like maybe she's just uh she's, maybe she, she is she's the last to she's arrive a, to yeah, she has a she has a school girl crush yeah and it impacts jet on, on jet but anyway yeah i mean i don't know how that happens uh but maybe i'm just jet maybe the reason i hate jet is because i'm just jealous for Aang, you weren't of jet. the effect yeah. of the effect that she, uh, the that thing... she has on her. I'm jealous on Aang's behalf. 
Angus is completely cool with it, too. I don't, I don't know why. He is. I think no, he's oblivious because they're getting you talking. He's oblivious. Here, I, I think. think he doesn't yeah. really catch on to that part. Yeah, like Jed is like fifteen or something. And Jed is like cool. Like if this was a sixty movies. Jed would be smoking cigarettes. He would be smoking cigarettes, and he'd <laughs> like have that nasty little mustache <laughs> where it's just on the sides of uh, of his mouth and not yeah. the whole way across. That little teen. Ugh. Makes me hate teenage me just thinking about him, and there's no there's no correlation there other than that he's just very very teenagery. Makes me dislike all teenagers. Sorry, teenagers, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Jet's a jerk. Don't, he's not a representative of the whole. Anyway, I'm already I'm already getting to my feelings in the episode. They're making themselves known very early here. I feel like you're, I feel like you're going through therapy in this. Give it it's... an all like. To be fair, and uh, a small small spoiler alert, it's not uh, the episode itself isn't bad. I just hate Jet. <laughs> small spoiler. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so they go Jet and uh, Sokka go on a. I don't know why Sokka goes with him. But he just does. It's they use um, this go on to, a mission. They use this to assuage his uh, his skepticism. Essentially, like he's getting all mad because yeah, yeah. he sees Jet for what he is. He's like, we're going. And then Jet, who the smooth guy that he is, is like, oh, man, we needed you yes. for an important yes. mission. And the important mission, yeah. which, by the way, is not a specific or important mission at all. No. <sighs> uh, but Saka does, Saka does show his skill and his craft. Yeah, it's pretty Like, cool. he's, you know, he's like, oh, wait, I hear footsteps. And he puts, like, a knife to a tree, which I don't know the science behind it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> he's like, someone's coming. And then it turns out that it's just an old man. And Sokka says, oh, false alarm, just an old man. And then Jack just completely threatens this old man's life. Like, he's about to kill this old man, it seems like. This until, old Fire Nation um, man. Not Firebender uh, that we know. Fire yes, Nation, yeah, important. Yeah, important. He's an old Fire Nation. The Fire Nation is settling on this Earth Kingdom colony. It's only probably one of the earliest uh, Fire Nation colonies uh, that settled in the Earth Nation, in the Earth Kingdom. Um, so yeah, so yeah, Sokka stops him, and Sokka sees Jet for what he really is, like, <clears throat> Jet's about to harm this man and threaten and kill him. Yeah, then they get back to camp, and Sokka's like, listen, we're leaving now. And then Katara and school girl, Chris, like, no, we can't leave yet. Like, I made this hat for him. Like, uh, gosh. Stupid <laughs> like, looking hat. It is a really stupid hat. I don't know hat. what it's supposed to be. It looks a little <laughs> awkward. No it's funny because he, I think he, I think he wears that hat Aang wears in the Ember Island play. Aang, oh, maybe in the, I don't know about that part. Like, I know Aang puts it on later in this episode. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but Sokka says, no, Jet was attacked an old man. And, and mostly Katara and Aang is like, Jet wouldn't do that. So then like, we'll go talk to Jet. And then Jet's like, it's so mature. But he did say it was a Fire Nation. I was like, yeah, Sokka left that big point out that it was a Fire Nation. And Jet completely lies, like, he was an assassin, Sokka. You saved me. Like, he had, look, there was this knife, and Sokka was like, he didn't have a knife on him. Like, dang, Jet, you planting evidence? Man, not a good look. He's going way <laughs> overboard, too, and very selfish. He's like, so not only did he plant the knife, 
But then also inside, the, as if the knife wasn't like enough, he's like, it also has this compartment for a small <laughs> amount of poison, which somehow this old man is going to administer to me. Sokka, you saved my life. And then he like straight up says, he was sent to assassinate me. Like just the most yeah. presumptuous. One th- yeah. That guy could have been hunting <laughs> wild pigs even if he'd had that knife. Like, no, he was sent to assassinate me. I can tell because there was poison. Everybody knows I'm a sucker for poison. And that I'll eat anything you put in front of me. That's how I knew he was sitting I do here. Think they're, uh, I do think they're kind of pretentious. Like, even, in, I think, in the in the, uh, in the hideout lunch, dinner, meeting for, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm pretty sure. One of, I think it was Smellerby, it was like, yeah, the Fire Nation love to get their hands on you, Jet, wouldn't they? Yeah, they're <laughs> like, very. Jet, you, you're like, I, I know your team got your back and all, but you're you're not important. <laughs> Like you're not, you're not all that important. Like you, you have a, an immediate geographical importance, but nowhere outside of this little <laughs> section of land does anybody care about you in any yeah. nation. Especially when, you know, six feet in front of you is the avatar. <laughs> the the guy, the one, like, the only. He he is so important that the Fire Nation decided to kill everyone. Who even looked like him because he was that important? <laughs> That's such like, a sad way to look. No one's... Like when you just say genocide, you kind of sweep over it. Like, yeah, they were doing it because of the Avatar, yeah. but they just they weren't Fire Nation. So it's genocide. Whatever, we're gonna kill all the airbenders. No, it's literally just because they all bore a physical resemblance to Aang. Yes. <laughs> and they all lived in the same mountains. Jet, no one's walking around trying to kill people with straws in their mouth with hook swords. His stupid like, piece no one... of straw or wheat or whatever that is that just happens. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a random rant. I didn't think I was about to go off on. If I could fight one <laughs> but... person in this whole television series, uh, I, I'll give some credit, though. I like. I don't know what those hook swords are supposed to be. I'm sure they have... Uh, they're real, they're real, real life, life weapons. Uh, and I'm, I would love to sort of see them in in real life action, I guess, just to get a better feel for them. But I do like them as weapons. Just seems oh, like yeah, something seems like something kind of niche that somebody off the wall would master. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it was different. Like it wasn't just a pair of knives, so that was fun. Or like it would have been so cheap just to make them all archers, for example, like very good dead shot. And they're just picking off fire nation from a distance all the time would have been a much yeah. cheaper, easier way to go. So no, I, I like the weapons at least I'll give jet that. Yeah. Um, so, so then, uh, <laughs> then yeah, Sokka. Oh, I skipped yeah, a couple stands of things. Yeah. Oh man. That's all right. Old man packing. Heat. Um, I just wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> <yeah>. So then, <laughs> Uh, so then here at, at this point we it's it's the middle of the night and Jet and the crew are, are sneaking off and Sock overhears them. Yeah, so then they uh yeah, cuz they have like some blasting explosive or something and then he has he captures Sokka and he sends him out in the woods I think to kill Sokka. <laughs> I don't like think they're gonna oh, kill him, right? They're just gonna put him in those nets. Maybe they're gonna well, no, kill him. They I have, don't know. No, they have they have no idea about the nets. Like, I legit think he sent Smeller B and uh, Pipsqueak out there to kill Sokka. Because Sokka knows their plan now. I was like, to you do blow up his the dam? dirty work. What a monster! <laughs> yeah, 
and uh, and Sokka from before, because Mumbo got trapped in some trap before, um, escapes him, and has them uh, get trapped in the the big trap that's in the trees. <laughs> uh, so Sokka escapes them. Um, then then uh, then Jet asks for Katara and Aang's help to get some water out of a dam or out of a like a reservoir thing to fill up the dam because I forgot what lie he told them. I don't um, see I, they do that. They they're <laughs> sort of pulling it from an underground reservoir, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember what he tells them either, but it doesn't really make sense. Like shame on both of them for not knowing <laughs> at this point. Because whatever he said just didn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. But, uh, yeah, they're pulling it from an yeah. underground reservoir, guiding it through these yeah. essentially kind of steam vents, I guess. But all it took was for him to get real cozy up with Katara for her to <laughs> to blush and say, oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, so they do that. They do it fairly quickly. And then uh, – but Jet tells them, no, I want you to meet – when you're done, meet me back at the hideout. And then but they get done quickly, and Katara's like – Oh, let's go find Jet. And Angus like, oh, he wants to meet a hideout. I'm sure he wouldn't mind having me around. Like, and he gosh. told me he was going to the dam or something like that. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. why, but there again, it was it didn't make a ton of sense. Also, yeah, so then they get to the dam and also hatching this plant. So we mentioned they got the they got the blasting jelly when they beat that group of uh, of Fire Nation soldiers. So maybe mm-hmm. let's say two nights ago. Is that fair? Two nights prior. They got this blasting jelly, yeah. and in this span of time, Jet has la- like hatched this elaborate plan and made the decision just to try to kill everybody in a span of two days from when they got that blasting jelly. That's all it took him to be like, see, although I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll give Jet a little credit here because he's told them, "Oh, I've been waiting to ambush these soldiers for a while now, but I needed a distraction." And you guys were a great distraction by getting caught. So maybe Jet was planning to ambush them at some point. But he or to steal I don't think he knew jelly. that they had no, I don't think he knew because of Smeller is like, Hey, we had some we got some blasting jelly too, and he's like, Good, that's a great oh, haul. Yeah, so yeah, I don't think he point. knew. So I think Good counterpoint. I think that he decided <laughs> to try to kill everybody in the span of about two days. After, by the way, yeah. meeting the Avatar and seeing living hope in front of his face. <laughs> No, ah. just asshole. Yeah, that's that's the point. That's the point. Jet. Thanks. All right, you said it. I'll stop. So <laughs> anyway, they um. they do. Uh, uh, Katara and Aang do eventually get up to where Jet is, and it's not quite the dam. It's maybe yeah. on top of the reservoir or something like that. I I didn't quite yeah. understand the. Aang comes stuff. to the realization, and Aang comes to the realization. Like Katara's like, why would he blow up the dam? And then Aang's like. He's going to destroy the town. And then Jet admits to it. And then he's pretty much like, Jet gives a speech of like, we have to beat the Fire Nation. <laughs> like, th- th- does the Fire Nation care about destroying towns and cities and innocent people? No, we have to fight them like they fight us. And I mean, the purpose of Jet in this episode is to be what would happen if good intentions just went completely awry. Like, this is the first episode the first instance in the series where a seemingly good person um, did, was doing something completely bad. I mean, it shows that this world is not all black and white like we were taught to believe in like the first couple of episodes, but there's 
grays all throughout. I do think that, you know, I'll save it for later, but suffice it to say, I think there's bigger holes in this story too, in a way that would have, the things they could have done to make it a more convincing gray area, so to speak. Like, it's not black and white, but it still feels pretty black and white. Like, they've been working really hard for, what is a couple of years to sort of stave off the Fire Nation or keep them from just from overrunning the town or something. I forget how they word it. But then all at once he just yeah. decides, you know what, let's just kill everybody in the whole town. It's like, all See, right. And I think was... that's probably... I, 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 it is a... It's a leap to killing... And that's my biggest grab that so is that yeah, Jet just, is yeah, not killing just the Fire Nation. innocent people. Like they you know, we'll get to this part. Um but I, I would have liked to see Jet work his way up to like because it's it's a work his way up to killing innocent people because it's just like the foot in the door technique or just like, oh well, this one little thing won't matter but then that one little thing turns into something worse yeah. much worse like let's start so, with maybe hope... he kills a couple and it's like he gets a casualty or two but here it's like it's like they're undoing all of the work that they've and, and been I... doing and it's so strange yeah to if me. i want to if i want to rewrite something maybe for the new series which don't worry i'm not you know i'm not they didn't call me up to write for the new show not yet um <laughs> not yet wait till we one day they might come across podcast. this where do we be like, hey, we spend about an hour per 20-minute episode just talking about this stuff. We've got some ideas. But no I would call. I would like Jet, you know, bef- I would like to meet Jet before Aang and Guitar meets Jet. I want Jet to find the leader of the Rough Rhinos. Because in future episodes, you learn that the leader of the Rough Rhinos burnt down Jet's home and he killed his parents. I want Jet to find him, track him down. <laughs> And kill him. That would be like Jet's first kill. Give him like, like taste and he, of he, Yeah, like he he doesn't know what that feels like yet. Like he he was unsure about it. First kill, um, but with he no ends up killing guy anyway. Maybe even like we're gonna start straight up. Yeah, because like, oh, I'm taking vengeance on this one dude. Yeah, and he will be completely righteous in his cause. But then that just leads to, all right, I killed this guy who was really terrible. Now I killed this guy who wasn't that terrible, but he was terrible to a point of. I'm willing to kill innocent people. Um, I think I think that. So our... I, I would have. Sorry, go ahead. So I, I would like to see that progression to where, all right, by the time you meet them in the new show, Jet would have killed killed that person already. Also, that would mirror Katara's. Oh, I'm about to whatever people are saying. You know, there's an episode later on where Katara has to confront her mother's killer. And at one point, Aang does says, like, you're just sounding like Jet now. So we could have we could have the mirroring of Jet killing his the person who killed his family with Katara thinking about contemplating killing the person who murdered her mom. Um, and you can see how a person can go down this path, but a righteous person might choose something differently than Jet, who's not a righteous person. I will say that but, would make... Uh, that would make Jet far more convincing, which would be important to me. Maybe I would relate a little more and hate a little less. I still think the story would need work. I still think there would have to be a way. Like, he's a smart guy. He well, would, I'm not he a would professional. Understand. I didn't go to college for this. He would... <laughs> well, fix it, Chris. He would... 
there would have to be like he's he's a he's clearly a smart accomplished young human he would have to see or find a better way to wipe out all fire nation with a few casualties in town or something like because like i said right now they're just blatant 100 percent. they're undoing all of the good and all the bad they're just like all right we're just gonna kill everybody and I, I would find it hard to think that anyone outside of thanos would say that's a good idea <laughs> And so, yeah. um, anyway, we, you know, I think it was my fault because right. I kind of started us on a different tangent. We did, we didn't really finish up here, which is, uh, oh, no, yeah, we're Katara, not Katara and Aang confront Jet, and I forget kind of what yeah. triggers it, but they, they see the truth. They're like, oh yeah, he is going to blow up the dam, isn't he? Yeah. So then Jet comes out, he admits to him that that's, that's his plan. And the financial has to be completely wiped out in order for, in order for them to be safe. Um, so Aang and Jet get into a fight, which is an amazing fight. That's I love a this fight. fight. A great, like dis- a, <laughs> a great display of uh, probably the best display so far of Bagua style, airbending style of fighting versus Jet. And Jet is very capable. Like he is beating Aang really in this fight. Um, and the thing I love about uh, Jet's hook swords is that he can fight you close, kind of close combat style because. One thing about it, like it has like sharp hooks on the on the knuckle, um, and then of course it goes out into a hook, but then he can like connect the hooks to get more range on it, and also he can hook around trees and stuff. It was, it was a great fight. Love the fight. I like the weapons a lot too. Obviously, they contribute in large part to that. Um. So then. It, he pretty much beats Aang. I think <laughs> there's Katara. a difference, though, in that he's clearly willing to make sacrifices, right? Like, I think he's probably fighting Aang 100%, but Aang yeah. is still... Yeah. Like, Aang's not going to try to kill this guy. Aang's not going to blow this guy out of a tree. He's not a bender. He can't save himself. So I, he's beating yeah. Aang. It's hard to argue that, but maybe not in a, in a true also, head-to-head. Yeah. Also, it's kind of a random tangent. Not really a tangent, but even though Aang... Is an airbending master. I don't think he's that strong of an airbender. Probably not. Like he, yeah, he, yeah. he is a strong. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's that. Like just because he's a master, I think people think, oh, when you get the title master, you've reached like one of the powerful benders in, in the world. Which Tenley Yang is the greatest airbender in the world because <laughs> um, he's the last I, one. He's also the worst. If you're willing to measure that way, yeah. <laughs> um. But I think we see Aang's airbending skill grow. Like in Sozin's comic, he freaking throws a tornado at at at, at Sozin. He freaking does this one move where it's just like this huge freaking thing of air, like sort of like an air beam. Like he never does that stuff early on. So I think he's gotten better at airbending. Like he got his tattoos because all you gotta do to get an airbending tattoos is come up with a new airbending technique. All right, he he did that. He came up with the the air scooter. The scooter. Yeah. You don't have to be. What yeah, a you great have to contribution be... to mankind. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So Aang. Also, yeah. Like you said, I don't think Aang is giving it his all. Also, he's doing the whole you know air bending, evade, and yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. to give to give uh, to give Jet his credit, he is a very adept fighter with a very unusual weapon set. And he's at the disadvantage of he's not a bender. He's just a dude in the trees. Yeah. So This is probably the first time a non-bender has been shown to be really capable. Sokka honestly hasn't been that. 
not yeah, with well, a weapon yet. He's done some other good things, especially in these two episodes. But yeah. Not necessarily yes, in combat yeah. yet. So, uh, yeah, the whole gang might be yeah. this that first foray of non-bender excellence, I guess. <laughs> way to yeah. go, non Way to go, yeah. muggles. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then, so Jet beats Aang. Katara completely beats the crap out of him with water. And this is the first time that Katara uses um, ice. Like, and you can tell that Katara bending is getting stronger because of the emotion. Like, she's completely mad at Jack because she had this crush on him, and he broke her heart. <laughs> the life of young people—it's so hard. Yeah, uh, but she completely freezes him, and you think it's over with. And you know, she has a great acting moment. I think when she asks, like, "Why, Jet?" and then Jet pretty much says, "Why." Um, but then Jet whistles, and that's all it takes. Like, that's the signal. Long shot, shoots the fire bow, blows out the dam. At that point, Aang and Guitar thinks it's over. Like, the village has been destroyed. Like, people killed. They couldn't, they didn't stop it. They might also, I wish taken it they might also well. be thinking, they might also be thinking, too, if, I don't remember how she says it, but they might be worried about the fact that Sokka may or may not be dead oh, at yeah. this point as well. Yeah, because he says, during the fight, he says, like, uh... I thought, I thought Sokka, Sokka would understand, understand. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe Sokka's um, dead. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, she I mean, she cries. She she completely sheds tears as if she thinks Sokka's died. Um, but then, so then once, you know, Dan blows up, Sokka comes up, mm-hmm. and, uh... You're like, oh, Sokka, like, how did you... And you say the villagers, and he comes up with all the villagers. And, and this is what I love about Sokka, is that Sokka, time after time, shows how smart he is and how his instincts does really play a part, no matter how they're wrong sometimes. But he says, you know, at first I was going to, you know, I was going to try and stop him. I was going to try and uh, stop him. I figured I'd go warn the villagers. Um, but they didn't believe me. But the old man believed, the old man vouched for me. Who and is told them not all, packing heat. The innocent old yeah. man. The heatless... Yeah, innocent old man. Uh, this old man also didn't turn Sokka in like a, that other old man from the imprisoned. Yeah, that jerk. Way to go. Score yeah. one point for uh, old man Fire Nation. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then they got all the all the people out of the village in time. All because Sokka's always done the right thing. Um, but yeah, Sokka, I think, really showed... You know why Sokka continues to prove why he is very important to Team Avatar, and he also admits that his instincts sometimes are good and sometimes are not so good. So there's a there's a lot of personal awareness growing going on in this episode. Um, yeah, okay, destroy the dam. Sokka's instincts pay off. He does get the people out of the village, and then he comes back. I wonder if there was a better way to to prevent it all from happening. That was probably the safest way, the the fail safe. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, but you would like to think a better way of getting rid of the blasting jelly or whatever. But I think he did the safest route, so good for him. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. They, I think they leave. Jet just kind of froze up, and they go on their way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. It's kind of it's a little bit of an abrupt end because it's very sad. You see like the teddy bear, or the doll, or something floating around in the water. And then you know that Jet's just like frozen to a tree. Yeah. Like, is it, what kind of ice is that? Is it gonna melt? Is he gonna die? Is he just gonna try again later? Yeah. Or was so? It's a weird end. But yeah, they uh, they left they left that really open. They really did leave yeah. that open ended. Like, uh, we trapped Jet. 
but uh, they didn't keep him trapped. Yeah. But uh, at yeah. least at yeah. least he's stuck to a tree, and his friends are stuck in trees, so they all have time to think about what they've done before they escape however. So maybe that's the important piece. They're not just getting right back out to their antics right away. Have to dwell on their defeat. So that brings yeah. us to your ratings. All right. Uh, audiovisual, gave an eight. I just really, the thing that really uh, jumped the score up was the fight between uh, Aang and Jet. I think the creativity with the hook swords was amazing. Uh, the display of Bagua was, uh, was amazing as well. And also just in the trees, like it's fall time, the leaves flowing and stuff and how they, you know, how they color the leaves. Was, all that was, I think was really great. Um, it wasn't that fantastic, so give it an eight. Yeah. On to story, uh, like I said before, this is the first time that I think the I think that you know the world of gray was brought to the to the world of Avatar. That things aren't all black and white. Um, I really like Jet's story, you know, because Jet, you know, this is what happens when a righteous cause is completely um, distorted and and kind of. I'll say, you know, kind of mutilated or perverted. That's that's what I'm looking for. Um, and you know, what's what 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 hate would do to you? Um, so I really enjoyed Jet's part in this, and I I do like Jet. I never I've never disliked Jet. I did dislike Katara in this again. So these are two bad Katara episodes back to back. Yeah, rough Katara episodes. Good good Sokka <laughs> episodes. Bad Katara episodes. Yeah. Uh, the memorable, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, it's not. I don't think there's like one moment that I just go back and look on uh, and like, oh, I really love that moment. Um, the the most memorable thing I think is 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 Jet. <laughs> is Jet really? I mean, just his story and what he what he represents. Um, but yeah, there could you know, there's other. Re- I I don't have to watch this episode when it comes up. I did enjoy it a lot this umpteen time that I watched it. Uh, maybe I was comparing it to the most recent episode, but so Marvel gave that. It's surrounded by yeah. some real garbage. Wait, no, yeah. the next one you like. Sorry, the next one you like. I apologize. Do I? Yes. Is that the? Wait, am no, I getting it mixed up? I am getting a mix. No, the next one. So. The next one is the Great Divide. You're right. So it's sandwiched yeah. between some garbage. Then after that, yeah. Then after that is the storm. That's the one. You okay? Got it. Um. Yeah. So yours comes out to a seven point nine. So yeah, that's a respectable episode. So yeah. uh, audiovisual, I actually really liked. I liked that Ooh, yes. you. So you like this episode? <laughs> uh, more than I thought. To be honest, overall in the episode, <laughs> the audiovisual I liked that it was Earth Kingdom. It's almost like it was Earth Kingdom, but you can tell that Fire Nation was there. Like there's lots of reds. You knew you were in the Earth Kingdom. It felt like the Earth mm-hmm. Kingdom. There's just yeah. tints of red and everything. I, I don't know. I like that a lot. And then the other stuff that you mentioned, the fight scene. I love it when stuff blows up real good and the dam blew up real good. That was fun. oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I hate <laughs> the story, and this is Jet's fault. And so when I hate Jet, that's got to that's that hits here and it's because of the the way that he's carried out and displayed and demonstrated i you know i like just all the commentary about thinking his his speech is corny that he's overdone or that his plan like the way that he's explaining whatever reason he's telling katara and ang to get the water out of the vents or through the vents and i don't remember what it is 
um, or the like the blasting jelly thing. Like just like I said, it was like two days where he, he got the blasting jelly and then just decided to kill everybody. Or even that he like was very smooth and like, hey, Sokka, we've got an important mission and we need you to go on it. But it was just it was just sitting up in the trees and waiting on literally anybody to walk by. So there's so many problems <laughs> that. Yes, it's partially because I hate Jet, but they manifest themselves through the story. I think the story is holy, and it's weird, and I I refuse to believe that any any conscious good person would ever arrive at the killing everybody approach. I believe he would have found a better way. That still there was a had to be a better way to demonstrate that there's still casualties. You know, maybe you kill 100% of Firebenders and you risk killing 50% of the other people, but it's for the greater good. And we're still going to save some people, and they're going to live well. Blah 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 blah. No, he just goes straight to killing everybody. So, uh, there's, I mean, they there's are so many. They are Fire Nation people. Um, I'm not, I'm not Earth, to... I think there's still Earth Nation, or at least it implies that there's still Earth Nation people there too. Doesn't it? I'm not 100 percent sure. On if they're that. if they're all Fire Nation, um, that does change my feelings a little bit. Like they're not all fire nation soldiers or firebenders, but maybe it is a fire nation kind of colony. But I was under the impression yeah, like, that I, it I was a sort of uh, an earth bending, or a, I guess an earth nation community with fire nation inhabitants or something like that. Maybe I misunderstood I, that. I, I think it's. I'm under the impression that it's a fire nation colony only because when Sokka goes there like people have to vouch for him like the old man has to vouch for him and I think the old man's word is only good if he's Fire Nation if he was Earth Nation like Earth Kingdom why would I believe Earth Kingdom person but he he was Fire Nation um but they're still innocent people but it's that that would impact my judgment a little bit it probably wouldn't change my rating but it would at least impact (laughs) how I viewed his decision making so, like I said, it, yeah, it's because I hate Jet, but I because I hate I hate him for the way that he's manifested throughout the story, or the way that his plans manifest themselves, I guess. So, terrible story, in my opinion. Uh, but it was very memorable. I talk about the episode a lot. It's one that comes up. Fans, Jet, maybe not a fan favorite, because he is very dichotomous, but he's something that comes up frequently in conversation, uh, sort of a love-hate character. Um, so I remember that. I remember the damn, all that fun stuff. It, so it does stick in my brain. So I did like it better than I thought I would. I gave it a 7.4 uh-huh. overall. And so with a little math, that one, that was supposed to... So you there. liked it just as much as the water bending scroll. Both, you gave them both a 7.4, right? Yes, that is accurate. Yeah, I liked it just as much. <laughs> uh, uh, the water bending <laughs> scroll <laughs> is certainly less... Probably less, certainly less important to the grand scheme of things. Whereas this episode has oh, a much greater impact. Thing. We learn a lot more about a lot of other people, so it just that overcomes all the things that I dislike about Jet. Yeah. Um, does uh does this episode does Jet knowing where Jet ends does that help this episode for you? I tried not to think about it. <laughs> like thinking about you mean thinking about Jet in the future. Well, just just your thought of not necessarily grading this episode, but just Jet as a character does where he end up uh, improve Jet for you, Mm. improve the character of Jet for you. Not particularly, I don't think. I do because it sort of atones. 
no, I, I'm still not sold. I mean, it doesn't have to for you. No, I'm still not sold. And then I'm also... So let's get past the fact that obviously I have some bias against Jet, but I'm also pretty unhappy with Aang and Katara in this episode. Like, shame shame on how long it took them to come around. And yeah, I know you don't want to trust Sokka's instincts, but what about when Sokka has a pretty valid story and they still don't trust yeah. him? Or how long it takes him to come around to Jet's plan? So... Um, even if uh, even if we look past that part, I still have strong enough complaints. It just paints a whole negatory picture. But like I said, there's enough there's enough sort of strong, memorable moments, and obviously dichotomous characters that that's memorable in its own way. And I really did like the audio visual. We haven't. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there's not been another episode where, like I said, we know we're in the Earth Kingdom. It's kind of clear from the landscape and uh, the landscape, the environment, and all that. And yet it just feels like a Fire Nation kind of episode. So whatever they did in there, it registered right in my brain. So uh, big props in other ways. Even if the waterbending scroll is a more well-rounded, just a casual episode that you could put in front of anybody. And they would say, hey, that's kind of a fun episode of that TV show. I think a random person who never watched Avatar would enjoy Jet more than a waterbending scroll. You don't think they would be turned off by Jet as a character's mini flaw? Or maybe, let's say, would they be turned no, off I, or overwhelmed? Because Jet is like a stereotypical, you know, Magneto-type villain where it's like, oh, I get where he's coming from. Like, you know, he's like the killmonger of, of this. Like, we got to do, you know, by any means necessary, we got to win this war. Like, people, people get that, and I think people understand that, even if, if, even, even if they disagree with it. I'm going to compare Jet to my dog right now. <laughs> I think for the average person, he, so my dog is, is a great dog, but he can be overwhelming right at first. Like he is so, uh, he's so over the top. Like you've come in my door a few times, right? When you come in the door, he yeah. is, he is beyond excited. <laughs> so if you don't know my dog, or if you're just like lukewarm on dogs altogether, that's going to scare you off a little bit. That's what Jet, like Jet's just a lot to take in right away if you haven't watched some other airbender and kind of seen other pieces of the story it'd be a lot to swallow but uh that's i mean it's kind of changing the question a little bit because this is making it sound like it's a brand new person <laughs> if it is a brand new person i would absolutely show them the waterbending scroll over jet absolutely yeah, it's there's just less to relate to in the waterbending scroll and it's also it's more kiddish i guess it depends on what person it's more casual um, yeah, i'm thinking about casual. like maybe people who watch cartoons like water being scroll more but like people who are just i don't know are normal <laughs> <laughs> okay if we're it's 11 55 p.m and we have spent approximately an hour and 45 minutes talking about two episodes of avatar and you're gonna reference any group of people as normal i'm gonna assume that we're not in that group <laughs> yeah no I've, I've never thought i was in a normal group oh <laughs> Uh, either way, either way, like I said, they came out in my head. They came out even in the end, just an overall quality to the overall series. I think I stopped being normal in high school, or I stopped considering myself as normal in high school. But like, eh, I still watch cartoons. No yeah, one else is watching. Right. <laughs> I went from a, I went from a Catholic grade school to a a public high school, and so then my my perception <laughs> of normal shifted quite a bit, as well as my perception of myself. So. <laughs> Uh, interesting times. Interesting times. In conclusion, I did, I'm not going to lie, I kind of liked the two-episode format. 
it was uh, it was a little longer, but especially in episodes like these that love them or hate them, I think we could both agree they're not the most consequential episodes. Um, so I did kind of like the two-episode format. Next week, I would say uh, we may not do two episodes, but it is going to be two parts at a minimum because there's no way I'm spending more than 20 minutes talking about The Great Divide. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not going to do it because yeah, it doesn't deserve my attention that long. We're or, just gonna, you know what? We'll just go straight could, to the we ratings. We could challenge ourselves to, uh, we could challenge ourselves to only talk about the good things and the great <laughs> I mean, there could, like, we can do it. We can sit about, down and talk yeah. about anything, but just in terms of, yeah, we just, yeah. Just a lot in of, terms a lot of how time we talk about to, something that, I guess, in how we want to spend our time. I think it's like, all right, well, let's give uh, of the usual time slot. Let's give twenty percent to the Great Divide and eighty percent to the anything else, <laughs> the best serials, uh, best Disney movies, you name it. Any one of these other topics that we've discussed, let's hit one of those. But uh, yeah, so expect something maybe a little different next week. Probably not the exact, probably not a full hour on the Great Divide. I hope. No, no, I refuse. It will it will probably be better rated than I actually make it sound, but I fully anticipate it uh, being like I keep saying like I, I'm gonna I, give it. I don't know. I keep saying like I'm gonna give it all zeros. I'm not gonna give it all zeros. I'm gonna try to do it the justice of giving it a real rating, but it's still not gonna be a rating that you're ever gonna want to watch the episode because it sucks. But anyways, that's next week. Thank you very much for, for, for tuning in and come back next week. Cause we will do something exciting, whatever that is along with the great divide. And maybe you can laugh at the great divide with us. My plan is to go to the Facebook fan group and, and get people's opinions of the great divide. Cause there's going to be, somebody's going to come out in defense. It's going to have probably multiple people. Uh, um, I think people have to be different. Yeah, exactly. Well, especially in that group where it's it's very conversational, so it's very encouraging just to like, hey, you know what? Let's throw out the different side. You don't even have to agree with it. Just let's throw out the opposite side or what have you. So it'll be fun to to toss that one out to the group and be like, I hate the Great Divide. What do you guys think? And I'm sure there's going to be some interesting responses. No, you should say, I love the Great Divide. I, oh, what do you guys oof, think? Fine. I'll give uh, it a try. Hopefully they haven't watched this episode or they'll know I'm lying. <laughs> Hopefully they're not one of the two people that saw this. Thanks, Mom. But yeah. uh, anyway, thank you for calling over, Chris. Thank you for tuning in, everybody else. And we will be back hopefully next week. I don't see why we won't be. I think I've got a pretty clean week with uh, with another episode.